the comments heard on The View from a Pew are those of Mac McCoy and are not necessarily the opinions of his guests, his producer Garth, any one particular denomination or religion, the church lady, Mr. Lemke, Pastor Craig, or anyone else of sound mind and body. Now here is today's The View from a Pew, heard all around the world on YouTube. Just search for The View from a Pew. And thank you, Emily, and welcome back to you listening. We appreciate that you're tuning in today. Uh, We are live right now on uh, social media, Facebook, YouTube, some other places. And then our shows are always stored on YouTube. And after the beginning of the year, we will be on our own Roku channel. So we would invite you to uh, take part in that if you uh, have a Roku. If you don't, go out and get one. Um, I've, I've been uh, associated with Roku for many, many, many years. And they are by far the most, how do I say this? They have the most selection of different types of shows than either Amazon or Apple or any of those. So. Anyway, we thank you. I've got my co-host here today, Mr. I'm sorry, Pastor Delmar Austin, and we are doing our last week of the Dragon. Oh no, we're doing our last week on about the Messiah. What the Bible says about the Messiah. Exactly. We've been we've been doing that now for three weeks already. Yep. And this is the last week, and we're, we're this is the Dragon and the Manger. Yeah, that sounds like a pretty awesome title, a dragon at the scene where the manger is, where the Messiah is born. Now, I want us to think back just a little bit on what we already talked about, the messianic prophecies we started talking about. There were many prophecies that God gave his people, the children of Israel, so that they would understand that the Messiah was going to come. In fact, there were probably around 300 messianic prophecies that were given in Old Testament times to explain. So when someone shows up and begins to fulfill these these prophecies made, it shouldn't be a big surprise, right? And yet the story of Jesus being born It's a pretty big surprise. (laughs) Most people are not ready. Israel is unsuspecting. When the wise men come to Jerusalem and the wise men says, where is this king who's been born? Everybody goes, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Really? (laughs) He's been born? And, And then we talked about the shepherds and the wise men. They were surprised participants in this story. You know, the the wise men just happened to see the star, and they saw it beginning to move. And they got involved in this story, not because even they necessarily wanted to. They just, they're attracted by what's the meaning of this star. Yeah, because they were were kind of astrological people. Yes, yes. They were astrologers. They liked astrology. They like to look at the sky and try to figure out what the meaning of all these stars was. Okay. The, the, uh, the shepherds are just standing there. You know, they're, they're watching their sheep, and suddenly an angel appears to them. Right. 
So the angel, an angel did not appear before the wise men. They no. saw the star. They saw the star, and they believed there was meaning to it, and it started to move across the sky. So they wanted to follow the direction that it was headed. Hmm. So, so they're pretty, pretty surprised. Mary and Joseph are surprised yeah, that they are chosen for this event of, of being the parents of the Messiah. In fact, the word that's used in these stories is that they're fearful. They're afraid. They, they can't even comprehend what all this is going to mean. And the angel has to tell them, don't be afraid. Yeah. Don't be afraid. But, you know, hang in there. Uh, I will help you through this. But, you know, it's this experience that everybody's surprised. So who is it who is not surprised when the Messiah is born? Besides God? Well, of course, God the Father knows yeah. that everything is going to happen. Satan. Satan. Exactly. The dragon. devil. Yeah. And he is the dragon. Does, he, does the devil know... When, when Jesus is born, that his jig is up? I believe he does, and that's what the reaction is all about. And we're going to look at that okay. today. We're going to look at the reaction of the devil, because back in Genesis, there was a prophecy made after Adam and Eve sinned. Uh, God comes to Adam and Eve and makes this, this pr prophecy about the serpent and the woman, and eventually... Eventually, the woman was going to, the child, the seed of the woman, was going to crush the head of the serpent. <laughs> now, this has happened several thousand years ago. Yeah. And during this time, Satan's been thinking about all this. And so, hey, what can I do to stop this from happening? Because he knows it's directed towards him, yeah. right? Does he, I, I, I want to get on the topic here, but I just have one more question. Does he think he's got a chance to beat Jesus, or is he just claiming time here and doing the best he can? I don't know what's in the mind of Satan, yeah. but but he's doing everything possible. And yeah. he's going to, if it is possible to do, he's going to do it. He's leaving no stone unturned. He is going to try to stop this Messiah from being born, from living his life, from, from ministering. He's going to be involved in the death of this Messiah, too. So that's what we're talking about this week. All right. But we go to Revelation 12 because Revelation 12 shows us all this. Revelation 12 is, is uh, John in prophecy. Uh, in New Testament times, John is beginning to understand the big picture. Here's the big picture of what's going on. Verse, uh, Revelation 12, verse 3 and another sign appeared in the heavens. Behold, a great fiery red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven diadems on his head. A diadem is a crown. Okay. Okay? Pretty crazy, ugly picture. Why does God draw these pictures? Why does he show us these kind of things? He wants to show us that Satan's been working through a lot of different kingdoms and kings. Oh. Okay? okay. Satan is not able sometimes to, to directly touch things, but he works through human beings, human cooperation. 
So that's how he's working in this world. But he is that dragon. He is out to destroy. That's what a dragon does. Verse 4, his tail drew a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth to devour her child as soon as it was born. What is this talking about? I believe this is the Christmas story. And the woman in a bigger sense, represents the people of God. But it was through the people of God, through the children of Israel, the Messiah was born. And was the fiery serpent or the fiery dragon, was he there waiting to kill the child when the, when the child was born? Yes, he was. And he was doing everything possible. He needed human cooperation. Well, he got Herod to do it, right? He did, and we're going we're gonna to be talking about that. But here he is because he does not want this to happen. He knows this is going to spell his doom. Mm. It says, verse 5, she bore a male child who was to rule all the nations with a rod of iron, and her child was caught up to God and his throne. Obviously, that's referring to Jesus. That's what happened. Now, this is, this is an amazing prophecy that is given that John sees in vision. He is seeing that big picture of what was going on. Although the world was surprised, although the people of Israel were surprised, the devil wasn't surprised. He knew what was coming. He knew what was going to happen. And so he puts everything out there to see if he could stop it from taking place. So he knows the future also? Well, because he had been told the future. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's, by the way, he's pretty good at guessing the future. Yeah. He's pretty good because he's lived for a long time. Yeah. So he's pretty good at figuring out what the future goes. But God told him at the very beginning that you're going to be crushed because you have you have resisted right you have turned against God himself and there's going to be a day that God will take the upper hand again so it's it's this amazing story that's given here and uh this is part of the Christmas story. You know, so many times at Christmas time, uh, people are thinking about all the beauty, the silver bells in the city, the you know, all the lights and everything. And Christmas is a beautiful time, but uh, it's not. And, and, you know, when they think of the story of Jesus being born, there's a father and there's a mother, and they're gathered around in this manger scene, and it all seems so nice and cozy. It's it's much more than that, because right there when Jesus was born, Satan was there to try to destroy the child. He wanted to find a way that he could end because end what God was trying to do because he knows that it would spell his doom and it would prove that God was right and that he was wrong. So we're going to look at, at this week, we're going to take a look at what the Bible is telling us about how Satan tried to stop Jesus and his mission. And he starts out, the, his first reaction to this is to use, um, to use Herod as one who would have the baby Jesus put to death. 
Okay. Okay. I'm all ready for the big bad dragon. <laughs> okay. Well, he's coming up very soon. All right. All right. So let's um, let's take a break, and uh, we'll come back on Wednesday, and we'll continue this story. Okay. All right. That's good. I'm Mac McCoy. If I have not told you lately, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Love this job. Couldn't do it without you. Right here on The View from a Pew. Divine Truth Christian Store, where you'll find 